0: What do you think the Preds need to do to have a successful April and get into the playoffs? That's a question we asked you, our loyal viewers and listeners. We're going to go through some of the things that you said the Preds need to do, plus playoff atmosphere. It starts right now. Honestly, probably should have started a couple of weeks ago. Preds face Minnesota Wild tonight at Bridgestone Arena in a game that's pretty much as close as you can get to a must-win game. We'll break it all down, plus why the Predators may be facing an uphill battle for the postseason if they don't win tonight. Coming up on Locked on Predators. Your Locked on Predators.
1: Your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Thanks for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForecheck.com, and I have a partner in crime.
1: You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at OnTheForecheck.com. Well,
0: Ann, we're here. <laughs> well, <laughs> the final stretch run of the season, uh, and I think we're all feeling a little bit different going into it than we were. Probably about a month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, a lot more anxiety, I think, over the Smashville Nation as, as it stands right now.
1: Yes, my, how the tides have turned. <laughs> you know, we felt really good about this team. This team that was a competitive rebuild team. The goal was to make the first round of the playoffs. And this team really was thriving earlier in this season. Hopes were high. I think everybody felt very positive about what this team might be able to do in the postseason. And then March happened and there were just some games that started to kind of upset that expectation apple cart. And now here we are. It's the beginning of April. They have a really difficult April schedule and the Predators need wins. It's not that we want wins in Nashville. It's that Nashville needs wins, and it does not feel as good.
0: Yeah, we have officially, we've been kind of teasing it uh, for a little bit. We've been saying it's like, oh, you know, this is probably a must win. Uh, Yeah, you'd really need to win this game to stay in the hunt. We're kind of past that tiptoeing around. Every game from here on out is a must win. Yes, printers cannot afford to lose any ground. As it goes right now, they have to come out here and play the best stretch of hockey that they have played all season long. And they're going to do it against the toughest strength of schedule that they've had all season long, their toughest line of opponents. Um, And it's going to be an uphill battle. Preds play, we talked about it Minnesota Wild tonight. Um, If the Preds lose tonight, and if Dallas wins tonight, oh, Dallas plays the New York Islanders. And if Vegas wins tomorrow, Vegas plays the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, the Predators are going to be out of a playoff spot. Uh, Standings wise for the first time uh, since November, which is a pretty jarring thing to think about. Cause considering when the new year started by the start of the second week of January, The Predators had the best record in the Western Conference.
1: So much has happened in a few months. And it's frustrating because the components of that Nashville Predators team from January are still here. I mean, granted, Nashville's dealing with some injuries in the defense, things like that. But the components are there and the execution is troubling and and it does not feel great to be back in this position this is a position Nashville has been in before where it comes down to the wire to get into the playoffs and while they seem to do well under pressure it sure would be great if they could have a very strong April and not wait until the last minute to make sure that
0: they make the playoffs yeah we talk about tonight uh, the Predators face the Minnesota Wild. Uh, the Predators beat the Minnesota Wild at 6-2 last month, mm-hmm. um, which is some solace, except when you consider it, since that loss, the Minnesota Wild haven't lost in regulation. They're yeah. 9-0-1 uh, <laughs> since the last time they played the Predators. And uh, added a couple more pieces, namely the big guy in net, Mark andre Fleury. Uh, because remember, a lot of the people were talking about Minnesota earlier in the year. It's like this is a pretty good team, like a well-rounded team. Their only kind of uh, I don't know factor was goaltending. Yes. Uh, and if Flurry fills that gap, I know he hasn't really been fantastic. Although when you're considering he's facing like 40 shots a night in Chicago, maybe a little bit of a grace for him. Yeah. Uh, but he he's proven he can take over playoff series and so that that makes Nashville you know kind of all more of a different task for the predators tonight now because you know you're facing kind of a different look Minnesota wild than you did from the first two games and it's funny and because the predators really have dominated Minnesota this season you know they had a 6-2 loss last or the 6-2 win against the wild last month and then a, like a 5-3 win mm-hmm. earlier in the season And uh, yeah, I mean, this is, this is going to be a different type of test for Nashville though.
1: This is a very different Minnesota team. Minnesota kind of went all in, in a lot of ways at the trade deadline, like you mentioned, they got Mark Andre Fleury, they got Jacob Middleton, um, they got Tyson Yost. um, And, and so they've done, they've gathered themselves some pieces and It's clicking. It's working. Um, They're coming off of back-to-back games, and they had uh, Marc-Andre Fleury in net against Carolina. They had Cam Talbot in net against Washington. They both played so well. So, goaltending-wise, they're hot right now. Um, They're firing on all cylinders. Like you said, I mean, they're 9-0-1. This is a team that is competing. And Nashville has struggled to compete in some games that should have been wins. So tonight is going to be a challenge for Nashville. And it's one of these games that I think is going to kind of reveal the emotional maturity of this team, the, you know, depth of belief in this team, because their losses have been things that they could clean up. It's not like Nashville, you know, has lost Philip Forsberg. You know, granted, UC Saros isn't playing as well as he was earlier in the year, but there's just mistakes that they're making. And so this is going to be a test. If Nashville can clean up mistakes, do they have a team that can compete against a Minnesota team that is just tearing it up right now?
0: We kind of want to get into uh, some of the things the Predators need to do in this game. Uh, And we also asked our our listeners, what do you think the Preds need to do in the second half of the season? Or I guess the last month of the season, we're already in the second half. Um, What are things do they need to clean up? What's going to be the X factor to getting the Preds into the playoffs? First, I want to mention today's show. Brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs and your sports info. Hey, uh, we had a, a wild national championship game in basketball last night uh but that's that doesn't signal the end of spring sports yet because we have a lot coming down the pipeline uh masters kicks off this week lots of fun events again nba and nhl playoffs are about to be in full swing and if you feel like putting a little money down if you want to try to win something bet online has you covered they've got odds podcasts and reviews for all of the different leagues this season and bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information including live betting esports and scores so head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action bet online where the game starts i want to ask you ann uh okay. Well, I haven't even said anything yet. I know,
1: but I'm just so anxious about this anyway.
0: Yeah. Um, So when you have a team like Minnesota, who has been playing very, very well, Mm -hmm. and you're the Nashville Predators who have not played against or have not played well against, let's call them bad opponents this year. Mm -hmm. Do you see... And I'm trying to figure out like the best way to phrase this. Um, you know, we, we talk about how the predators always play good when their backs are against the wall, when they have that underdog mentality. Right. Do you have confidence that that's the predators team that we're going to get tonight and in these next couple of games, like we know they can, right. but what's your confidence level? that That's actually going to happen
1: yeah my confidence level is not as high as it was earlier in the season because earlier in the season when Nashville had a game that they dropped against a team that they should have beat that they are you know just have a better roster than they were able to turn that around relatively quickly and and there were even a couple of games where they made adjustments in game and were able to come back And we're not seeing them making adjustments in these last handful of games. And that is the part that really concerns me because you're going to drop, you know, you're not going to win every game from here on out, but you have to be able to make the adjustments to get back in it to the next game. And we're not seeing that right now. And I don't know if it is uh, a fatigue issue. I don't know if it is a... um, If it is a intensity issue, but my confidence is not super high right now because we haven't seen them bounce back like they did earlier in the season. So I'm going into this Minnesota game tonight and I'm pretty apprehensive about how the Predators are going to do because we just haven't seen adjustments to their game that have cleaned up enough in their next games.
0: And it's interesting, too, because we kind of talked about this a little bit yesterday. It doesn't make sense that the Preds have been struggling this much.
1: No. Because
0: when you think of, you know, kind of what some of the struggles have been for the Predators the last few years, you know, the scoring hasn't been there. You know, the defense hasn't really been there. There's like all these things that you can point to that's like, oh, God, like nothing is going right. Mm-hmm. This year, Philip Forsberg and Matt Duchesne are scoring like freaks, as in Roman Yossi, who, yes. might, who according to the athletic coaches poll that came out yesterday, is right now the Norse trophy winner. And you know what? UC Saros, so, you know, we talked a little bit about him. He hasn't had the same kind of stealing games impact that he had earlier in this year, but he's still playing relatively well, like mm-hmm. good enough to get a good team into the postseason they have all these ingredients yeah basically it's like yeah the predators are not only a playoff team but they're a hot team and yet here they are losing games in embarrassing fashion to embarrassing opponents and they might be on the outside looking in on the postseason, despite all of these individual players on the team having the best year of their career. Yes. And it's maddening. And it's really hard to figure out because it's like, okay, all of these things are going incredibly right for the Preds this year. So what else is going wrong?
1: And it would almost, not that it would be better, but you could riddle this out if Philip Forsberg was out injured if UC Saros was out injured. But like you said, you have all the same ingredients, but you're not getting a cake out of this anymore, you know? And it's it the only thing I can figure is that it really has to be small little corrections, small little things because the components are there. This team just isn't executing up to their ability, and and I think you can see in some of their last couple of games that were struggles, you can see a couple of little things like that they need to clean up, that might make a difference. But this is this this is this this is pretty much the same team. Now I we probably need to talk about. You know, defensively, you know, we have Mark Borvietsky out. How big of a factor do you feel like the injuries on defense have been?
0: It's a factor. I mean, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we talked about how Dante Fabro has kind of been the apparently the glue guy this yeah. season. Um, you know, kind of holding things together and letting guys like you know Roman Yosi really shine. Um, so it's been a factor, but I mean, you still have Roman Yossi and Matthias Eckholm back there. You still have Alexander Carrier and Matt Benning, who have all played very well this year. Um, so it, it's like, you know what? In theory, although it, it's good to kind of see the appreciation that Dante Fabro has been getting mm-hmm. in theory, they shouldn't look this bad Without just Mark Borfiecki and Dante Fabro, because <laughs> yeah. they have the Norris Trophy front runner still on the team. They have Matthias Ekholm, one of the most reliable defensemen in the history of the Nashville Predators, still on the team. So it shouldn't make that big of an impact.
1: You would think not. But, I mean, that's where the team has seen... You know absences and injuries that you know it's you kind of have to look at process of elimination. Well, who has been out? Maybe that's a big factor. Now I will say, and you know this pains me deep in my soul to say it, but I don't feel like Matthias Ekholm or Matt Benning had a great game in Buffalo. Um, Just well, no.
0: To be fair,
1: (laughs) that's true. Fair. Um, But just defensively and clearing the zone, I feel like there were just some turnovers, there were some bad passes through the neutral zone, and that were uncharacteristic earlier in the season. Um, But I just... I just can't figure it, it is maddening at this point in the season to see this team performing the way that they have been knowing what they are capable of and knowing what they have to play like in a game like tonight and it's very difficult to walk into this game um, feeling 100% confident I am confident this is a very talented roster. I am confident that um, John Hines is a very talented coach that is drawing good things out of this very talented roster. But I can't figure out what is the miss that makes me feel not so confident going into this game tonight.
0: We look at the Minnesota Wild for a second. I think whenever anybody thinks about Minnesota Wild uh, really dating back to the 2000s, They've kind of had this image of a boring team Mm -hmm. Uh, going back to the Jacques Lemaire kind of school of, you know what, we're just going to shut down the neutral zone win every game, like two to one, three to two, something like that. Right. Um, This ain't your daddy's Minnesota wild folks. No, this this is a Minnesota wild that is born to be wild. Uh, (laughs) Yeah.
1: Why didn't you sing it? It was right there.
0: It was right there. I'm tired. And it's been a long day.
1: Um,
0: you, You look up and down their roster and this is a team that is scoring on pace with your Tampa Bay Lightnings, with your Florida Panthers, you know, these dynamic skating scoring offenses that we brag about around the NHL. Uh, Mm -hmm. Carl Kaprizov is a superstar for sure that is you know no doubt about it 85 points this year uh, 39 goals Um, and you know what you you look up and down the lineup he's obviously the headliner but look at what else they've gotten this season Uh, Ryan Hartman Remember him. Sure do. <laughs> uh 27 goals this season. This is his career best year. Kevin Fiala, remember him. Sure do. <laughs> uh 61 points this season. Matt Zucarello is having a resurgent year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Joel Erickson Eck, Marcus Felino, couple of guys that you wouldn't think of like, you know dynamic playmakers, kind of more of like role players. Both of them have hit the 20 goal mark this season. Um, So it's like, you know, you look up and down this lineup, Freddie Gaudreau. Remember Freddie Gaudreau?
1: Yes. Yeah,
0: 32 points this season. This is a career year for him. So they're getting scoring from Mm -hmm. everywhere in their lineup. And the way they're playing is just night and day compared to, you know, what we normally consider, like to be the typical Minnesota wild, boring style of hockey.
1: Yeah. And, you know, you look at Kaprizov, he has four goals in the last five games. Eric Sinek has six points in the last five games. So Nashville is hitting this team at just a really hot time. And I would agree with you. This Minnesota wild team is not your daddy's wild team. They're a whole different ball game. Um, And the scoring up and down the roster is a big component of that. And that's something that Nashville has to address coming up for sure. And we're going to talk about a few of the things that we think Nashville needs to address to make it to the playoffs, to have a strong April, including some of your thoughts on that. But first, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models on the road today, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why indoor pointless or intimidating questioning and wait while a person behind the counter orders parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to stock? You have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you could possibly need for your car, truck, or SUV. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts that are available for your car or truck, right locked on in their how did you hear about us box, so they know we sent you. Amazing selection and reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com.
0: So obviously we've talked about uh, the Nashville Predators and the wild April that they had, no pun intended. So we went on on Twitter and we asked, the Preds will do well this month if blank. We wanted to know what your thoughts were. We wanted to know uh, what you thought the missing sauce was for the Nashville Mm -hmm. Predators to turn things around and get into the playoffs. Um yeah, one one of them is from Giuseppe at yep. hockey. Um he said the predators will do well this month if they don't force Soros to carry the defense.
1: Well yeah. Yep. (laughs) You are not wrong. Now, I will say this. This is kind of the time of year, and once you get closer to the playoffs, where you do need your goaltender to be playing at their best. But this cannot all be on Soros, and the defense has to step up and help him out more. So I do not disagree with this take at all.
0: No, I mean, it's kind of ridiculous the past few games. It's like, yeah, you know what? You you see Soros not playing as well as he was earlier in the year, but you know, you, you'd still average wise, like say percentage wise should be good enough. I mean, he's making like 30 saves a game mm-hmm. facing like 35 shots. So, you know, that's, that's, I think kind of the thing is there you need to kind of cut down on the amount of shots he's facing. And then, and then maybe we see Saros go back to having that sort of impact on the game we saw earlier this season.
1: Yeah, there, I mean, they have in in his defense, they have worked Saros very hard. He has had so many games where he's faced 40 plus shots. That's a that's a lot of work for somebody who's carrying a, a large workload for the Nashville Predators anyway. So some help from the defense would not hurt. So I'm I'm here for that one. Uh Jonathan Howe at Jonathan underscore how says the defensive pairs get back to normal need everyone healthy. There's too much drop off. What do you think about that
0: one? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If that was a, if that's, if this was a hot take Tuesday, that would be a very, very cold take. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that's, we we talked about that a little bit earlier, you know, It, it shouldn't have this much of an impact. But, you know, not having Boro and not having Dante Fabro is certainly being felt in some way. Um, and there's just something about it when everybody is healthy, you know, um, they, they seem to be clicking better. Um, when, they, when they talk about the drop-off, um, yeah. Although I think Jeremy Lazan has played well enough this year that, um, or at least in his stint with the Predators, mm-hmm. that, I think that drop-off is maybe less droppy a bit right I, I don't know what the right word for that is that completely a makes shorter sense. drop a shorter <laughs> drop. um yeah. but but I agree on you know I, I think there's a bigger drop behind him to uh guys like Ben Harper um and unfortunately the first couple of games Jeremy Davies who hasn't yeah. really been as well hasn't had kind of that sort of immediate impact he had last year when he came up around this time. Um, Mm -hmm. So, so I do think they need to come back. Um, I would
1: say this, I think we also got very spoiled earlier in the season when Boro and Benning were together and they just, they work well together. And I think we got very spoiled and almost romanticized how amazing that third pairing was. And, you know, it's, I I think we miss what was and I'm not sure how well, much of that will get better if Mark Borvietsky gets back in the lineup or if that's just, you know, glory days. Look at us.
0: Well, I think it's also just a change of pace from what the past couple of years before this year has been, um, you know, having kind of an impact bottom pair. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, no offense to some of the past Preds bottom pair players, but guys who are really only playing like eight, nine minutes a game, not really being used. You look at it this year and John Hines has kind of incorporated, you know, guys like Boro and Benning a little bit more into kind of the, you know, not day to day, but the minute to minute game plan, you know, they, they have role, they're playing consistent minutes. They're not just like the Go out there and don't screw anything up for seven minutes and right. You know, you're you're putting him out there to make an impact. Um, so I think that's that's a big thing because I think we hadn't really seen that since the Stanley Cup final you know, that season when Matt Irwin and Yannick Weber were kind of go-to guys towards the end of games. So I think that's kind of a refreshing change of pace. And maybe that's why Predators fans are being a little bit romantic about that third pair.
1: Very true. Very true.
0: Uh, J.W. Hood says, the Predators will do month... (laughs) I can't speak well this month, apparently. The Predators will do well this month if... The second line starts producing.
1: Oh, oh, let's just preach that. This is this is a whole thing. And, you know, they've made some adjustments. They put Mikhail Granlin on that second line, which I think was a, a smart move. It doesn't seem like it has sparked anything. I'm curious how long John Hines is going to continue to do that because we have seen the top line maybe not as productive. This second line is really kind of a bugaboo, and it's frustrating because they're talented players, uh, but Luke Cunnan just really is not having the same kind of year that he had last year, not having the same kind of impact. I will still say that I think Ellie Tolvanen has played very, very well defensively. Um, and yeah. made some good plays, but just, there's such an offensive void. Um, and it's really tough. Like we're not, we're not seeing him produce on the power play. We're not seeing him produce five V five. So this second line is a really tough issue for the Nashville predators.
0: Well, they're kind of a black hole right now. You know, they're not really creating offense, no. uh, not finishing chances. And honestly, the past couple of games, that impact that defensive impact really hasn't been there either um and you can kind of see it when you look at the ice times for luke cunning and ellie tolvin at the beginning of the year how important they were for john hines and as the season goes on it's just that ice time keeps getting smaller and smaller Mm -hmm. and smaller and you're kind of wondering if the predators are kind of giving up a little, if they've kind of maybe elevated uh, the herd line into kind of being that main source of secondary offense. um, And, and if so, then, you know, then th- that's, that's a problem because these are the two guys you had kind of penciled in as your, you know, your future mainstays on that second line. And it, it does kind of make you go back and we keep hitting this on the, like keep nailing this, day after day after day, but it kind of makes you just wonder why they didn't do more to address that at the trade deadline.
1: Yeah, and and I I get, you know, you want to stick with the girl you came with, you're going to dance with the girl you brought, and all that kind of thing, but this may be something that really does bite Nashville in the end when it comes to playoffs. You have that fourth line, I think, is producing – you know, more and ex- you know, exceeding expectations above that second line. I'm curious, Nick, how long would you stick with Mikhail Grandlin on that second line? Because I'm almost to the point of calling it.
0: Well, where else do you put him?
1: I put him back what on you- the top
0: line. OK, but then what do you do with Ryan Johansson? Do you put him what? back on the black hole line and just kind of be like, here's the power play?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it, it's weird because, you know, it, but the thing is if you do that, then Ryan Johansson, somebody who has played I think pretty well over the past couple of weeks, you know, you're you're kind of minimizing his impact as well. And it's, you know, just kind of one of those frustrating things. I yeah. still think, you know, let's see what somebody like Phil Tomasino can do with extended minutes. I mm-hmm. get why they're trying to be patient with him and not kind of rush him. But I think at this point you got to rip the bandaid off. You got to throw him into the fire a little bit. Um, You you know, I I think it's, I think it's time to do something uh, because if they don't, if they wind up not producing towards the end of the year, um, And, um, you know, the Preds wind up maybe on the outside looking in when it comes to the postseason. I look at that and I would see failure on John Hines' part in just just that one aspect. In just Mm -hmm. that one aspect. Um, Yeah. Last one uh, from John Boland. Mm -hmm. Predators will do well this month if Hockey Jesus comes back to save them.
1: Come on. Now we have Soccer Moses in Nashville with Nashville SC, so I don't see why we can't have Hockey Jesus.
0: <laughs> who Who's the equivalent of Hockey Jesus? Like, who would be your Hockey Jesus?
1: Oh, my goodness. On the Nashville Predators team? Just,
0: yeah, I guess just anywhere. Like, who's Hockey Jesus?
1: Oh, my. I don't know. I mean... I feel like everybody, like, I feel like everybody that I know is doing all they can. Like, I'm not going to lie. I am not superstitious. I'm not even a little stitious. I'm not. But I washed my jersey. I'm keeping track of my Matt Duchesne necklace. Like, I feel like everybody is doing everything they can. But I want to. Here's here who here's who I think needs to be hockey Jesus tonight, and that is Matt, Matthew Duchesne. I think he needs to be hockey Jesus tonight.
0: Is it because he's got the facial hair and the kind of longish hair?
1: No, and I will say this: I do have a beef with him because he warms up without his helmet on, and that is a very bad choice. Well,
0: um, and the team doesn't.
1: I, bad choice across the board they are all grounded it is ridiculous just they need to warm up with their helmets on but do you think there's wine
0: wine in his gatorade bottle
1: i really wonder okay and here's another thing totally squirrel we're squirreling on this what is in uc Saros' water bottle is it just water because he squirts it on his face i have to know that it's It's just water
0: it's probably, what else would it be that you would squirt it on your face?
1: It's not Gatorade, right? Like he's not, they're not oh, doing yeah, that. You would squirt Gatorade
0: on your face. That'd be, I make would your hope face not. all sticky. Yeah, and it's clear, so.
1: Yellow Gatorade can fool you. Like I noticed they spray stuff on their face and I'm like, y'all, that needs to be water. What What else would it be? I'm telling you, it could be Gatorade. <laughs>
0: Like, is it just the, is the arena lights they're playing in that bright that it's like, okay, I gotta, I gotta make sure I don't get a tan.
1: (laughs) Yeah. What is that? I don't, I don't understand what that is. No, like,
0: cage tan lines coming out or anything like that on UC Saros.
1: Yeah. There's a whole thing. We have so many questions.
0: (laughs) Yeah. This, this spiraled. This really did spiral. Yeah. This spiraled. There's a
1: very important game tonight and this is what we've wrestled with. That's our bad.
0: Yeah, well, let's bring it back in. Very important game tonight. Predators take on uh, the Minnesota Wild. It is a 7 o'clock Central puck drop um, at Bridgestone Arena. We are going to have a breakdown of it tomorrow on Locked on Predators, and you're definitely going to want to listen to that. Mm -hmm. Because like we said, I feel like what happens tonight can very much shape uh, what we think of the Nashville Predators moving forward. So...
1: Yep. It's April. It's time.
0: If you thought the show went off the hills today, uh, <laughs> let's, see what, let's see what happens if the Predators lose and fall out of the playoff spot.
1: <laughs> That's very uh, true. Uh,
0: until then, Anne, where can the people find you online?
1: You can find my work at ontheforecheck.com and you can find me on Twitter at Anne K underscore Mama on Ice.
0: I'm Nick Morgan. You can find me at ontheforcheck.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan. Also, be sure to follow the podcast at L O underscore Predators. If you're watching this on uh, YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe, and leave a comment. Let us know what you thought of today's show, or if there's a topic that you want us to weigh in on in a future episode. That's going to do it for us here on Locked on Predators. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Go make your second listen, Locked on NHL and Locked on Fantasy Hockey, both great shows. We'll see you back here tomorrow. See you, everybody.